0: Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 a month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right, no additional fees. Literally hundreds of events in Denver around Colorado for $39 a month. For instance, over the next few weeks, you could hit up the big, wonderful Beer Fest. Jeff Dye at Comedy Works. They've got Taps and Tails, Jay Baldwin at the Pepsi Center. Indie card Haunted House. There's literally something for everyone. We're talking concerts, beer tastings, food fests, comedy shows, 5Ks, anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. So here's where it gets good, guys. We have partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. So if you go to InWeGo.com backslash BSN or download the app for free, And if you use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe, you're going to get 50% off your first month. That's right. All events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it. So again, go to InWeGo.com backslash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 for 50% off your first month. And with that, welcome into a Tuesday edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver. Harrison Wind here alongside Christian Clark. We're going to switch it up on today's show. We're going to go over our top five league pass teams for this season, switch it up from the typical day-to-day Nuggets grind. We've also got a question on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline to get to. I'm excited for this one.
1: Yeah, I am as well. Um, before we get going, Harrison, I just need to, you to answer a question about the state of Colorado. You know, Okay. I don't really have too many qualms about living here. been here um, a little more than two years now. And, you know, I I think I I love 99% of living here. But one thing they didn't tell me when I moved here is that fall is just not a season in Colorado. What the hell, dude? Like, why don't they tell you that when you get your driver's license?
0: Well, this is not a typical season change. I can tell you that for living here for the past, God, uh, 21 years. We typically do have a fall. It seems like we don't have one this year, but um, yeah, this sucks. I can only tell you this sucks. That's the bad thing about basketball season getting closer and closer and finally being here. The summer that we love, the Denver summer, evaporates before our eyes.
1: It went from 80 to 40 in two days. It felt like I was standing on a rug,
0: and it got pulled out from under me, and now I just have this cold. I want to go back to San Diego, slash LA, slash California. I'll be there in a week for opening night, but I want to go back now. Okay. Well, um, are you going to make any more trips to Vegas this year, or is that done? <laughs> no, three's my cap. <laughs> three's my cap on Vegas. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, unless I got a—I um, was planning a fourth trip to cash in my Rockies World Series bet, but I had to cancel <laughs> that, uh, that plane ticket recently.
1: Yeah, that died um, <laughs> the other day when they got freaking four hit in the, the four degree rainy weather.
0: All right, well, before we get to— our league pass rankings again we each ranked our top five league pass teams hopefully we don't have too much crossover although we do tend to agree on a lot of things basketball wise let's go to the total beverage fan hotline we have a question from Corey. i'm excited for this one because hello this is Corey from florida i was wondering if you guys had any bold predictions for this season either regarding the team or any one player um any, If there's any bold predictions that you guys are willing to throw out there as to how the season might go or how a, a player will do this season, if he will uh, step up big time or maybe fall off, fall out of the rotation. Um, so, yeah, any bold predictions. I uh, appreciate your guys' work. And go Nuggets. I do have a very bold prediction for the season. I'm going to let you go first, though and get yours out there.
1: Okay, I feel like mine isn't extremely spicy, but I think the Nuggets are going to finish 20th or better in defensive rating this season. Look, when the Nuggets kind of dis- they decided they were going to re-sign Will Barton, trade away Wilson Chandler, make Will Barton the starting small forward, and then ink Isaiah Thomas, that really indicated that they're leaning into this offensive identity. And for a while there, I thought, oh man, this team is just going to stink on the defensive end. They're going to be a bottom five defensive team once again. And I think I'm coming around a little bit, you know, having a healthy Paul Millsap is going to make a big difference for this team. Another year of growth for Nicole Jokic, Gary Harris, and Jamal Murray, I think is going to make a difference. And I think this team is just going to be more focused game in and game out. You know, I think that was one of their biggest issues last year was that, you know, they did, They just didn't play as hard as they needed to um, during some of those games, during the dog days of winter. So I actually think they're going to be, you know, okay on the defensive end, you know, slightly below average, but I don't think they're going to be pitiful. And by the way, did you see this morning, the Nuggets uh, actually finished 23rd in defensive rating, not 26th.
0: (laughs) Yeah. NBA.com made a, I don't want to call it a correction, but they're now counting... Every single possession, instead of just estimating the possessions, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Nuggets officially are twenty third defensively last season instead of twenty sixth. Again, the difference between twenty third and twenty sixth, probably I didn't look at it specifically, but probably like around a point, or, point
1: point three points per hundred possessions. Yeah. So
0: nothing. So it's really not much. The optics are more of the twenty sixth ranked defense versus the twenty third ranked defense. I'm on board with your bold prediction there. I think that's something I've said this summer, that I think this Nuggets defense can be top 20. Although what they've done the preseason hasn't really made me feel too confident about that, I haven't seen that much of an improved Nuggets defense through three preseason games. Granted, they haven't played their full rotation. They haven't had their dress rehearsal for the regular season yet. I think that will come in their final regular season game against Chicago. The regulars here on Tuesday night will get pretty much full run or maybe three quarters run. But I'm looking to see something from this Nuggets defense uh, over these final two preseason games. And like we've spoken about all summer, the final point I'll say about this, Paul Millsap is a catalyst here. I don't know what he's going to do offensively this year. He's probably going to be the fifth option Nuggets starting lineup. Probably at most the second option with any type of Group he's on the floor with. He's got to be the guy for Denver defensively, though. He's got to be their defensive captain. He's got to be kind of that rover on the defensive end of the floor who can come over from help side, who can make up for other guys' mistakes. And so he's going to be the biggest X factor there. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Nuggets guard the pick and roll with Nicole Jokic. They're talking again, like they did at the beginning of last year, like they want to get him up the floor more. Like they were doing at the beginning of last season until Paul Millsap got hurt and kind of threw their defensive plans into whack. So it's going to be interesting. Like you mentioned, we'll see if Jamal Murray and Gary Harris have some uh, internal growth, some personal growth with them. Those two young guys you would expect to be better on the defensive end just with another year in the league. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating for sure. You ready for my bold prediction? Hit me. My bold prediction is that at some point this year, Michael Malone gets some coach of the year buzz. Oh. And I think that buzz will be at the beginning of the season. The Nuggets have 10 of their first 15 games at home. I think there's a logical path to the Nuggets starting the season 10-5. and 5. And if they start the season 10-5, and 5, I think they're going to be one of the stories of the league. Granted, at the beginning of the season, there's going to be a lot of attention on the Lakers. There's probably going to be a lot of attention on the Warriors, on the Celtics, on the 76ers. But I really do think with how the West is shaking out, particularly with some of the teams that were in the playoffs last year that had similar records as the Nuggets, like the Thunder, there's a lot of injury concerns there. The Spurs, DeJounte Murray out for the year with that ACL. They're probably in danger of dropping out of the playoffs with that injury. A lot of those Western Conference playoff teams might get off to slow starts. And I think that could mean the Nuggets... If they go something like 10-5 and five through their first 15 games or looking at their schedule, I think that's a possibility. Suddenly, after a month, they're the third or fourth best team in the West.
1: Maybe I don't keep my ear as close to the ground as you, but do people start buzzing about coach of the year after 15 games?
0: There's going to be some momentum behind Michael Malone and the job he's doing if Denver gets off to a 10-5 and five start. And, yeah. and I think you could be like you could hear some rumblings of hey wow look at the job michael malone's doing in denver 10 and 5 third best team in the west after a month
1: yeah i, I can see that and you know they the nuggets very easily could have gotten the 3 seed last year and you know the whole narrative about michael malone and this team would have been completely different for 4 months during the off season i mean if paul Millsap stays healthy There's no reason that the Nuggets couldn't have won 49 games in my mind and challenged the Blazers for that three seed. There just wasn't a whole lot of separation between teams three through nine in the West last year. So, yeah, I mean, if if the Nuggets do end up being a team that finishes fourth and gets home court advantage this year, I could see Mike Malone, you know, being in the conversation for coach of the year.
0: I don't think he'll be in the conversation at the end of the year. There's too many logical candidates. I mean, you can usually pick out the coach of the year before the season, season starts. We know who's going to be in that discussion. Brad Stevens, probably. Quinn Snyder, probably, is the trendy, sexy pick this year. Um, Probably Brett Brown. Maybe Nick Nurse in Toronto, if things go really well there. I think we know who's going to be in that discussion. I don't know if the Nuggets will finish with a good enough record. But over the first portion of the season, if they come out of the gates hot, and then if they continue that momentum over the – second or third months of the season before the back half of the year which is a lot tougher I would think than the first half of the year I think you could get some momentum
1: yeah I mean I just feel like all my Nuggets predictions have been overwhelmingly positive I keep <laughs> I keep going over and be like what am I missing here
0: well, it's so funny we've talked about this at training camp with uh, a bunch of fellow media folk and, and a bunch of people with the Nuggets but it's been a pretty quiet training camp in preseason There haven't been any injuries. The guys who are injured now, we knew what their status was before training camp even started. Nothing's really changed there. Uh, There's just not been a lot of noise around this team, and that's a good thing. There's not any disgruntlement within the locker room. There's not much that's up in the air. We know how the Nuggets are going to play on offense. We know how they're probably going to be on defense. We know what this rotation looks like. It's just now a matter of rolling the ball out there on October 17th against the Clippers and you know, seeing what they got. So thanks for the question, Corey. And if you guys do have questions for the show, hit up the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394, one bsn 8394 We welcome all questions about the Nuggets, all questions about the league. Maybe you just got a take as well that you're looking to get off your chest. The Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. Let's kick off our league pass rankings, our top five.
1: Yeah, number five, I've got the team the Nuggets are going to face on opening night, the Los Angeles Clippers. What? (laughs)
0: Wow. Not even uh, under consideration for my league pass rankings. Wow, okay. Contain yourself, Harrison.
1: (laughs) God, settle down over there. They were a surprisingly fun team last year. They played really hard. Pat Bev is gonna be back. They they took Shea Gilgis Alexander in the draft, who I just love, and I think he's got a pretty good chance to be the best point guard in this entire draft. You know, I I know when Zach Lowe does his league pass rankings that he really values aesthetics, like how the team's court looks. um, You know, how good are their jerseys? Well, the Clippers jersey stinks, but you know, (laughs) you know what I value in my league pass rankings. Talking ability, and I almost no one is say, better. I thought
0: you were going to say demonstrative coaches.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I can appreciate a demonstrative coach as well, and almost nobody is a better trash talker than Patrick Beverly, Plus, Boban. Boban just you know raises you a half letter grade in any league pass ranking, um, just from a hilarity standpoint. I mean, the guy is going to appear in John Wick three as an assassin. Uh, Danilo Gallinari only played in 21 games last year. It could not have gone worse for him. He's had a pretty good preseason so far. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the thing with them is, where's the playmaking going to come from? Because Milos Teodosic, (laughs) I don't know if he can stay healthy. Um, And they lost Blake Griffin last year in a trade. I mean, he was the source of a lot of their playmaking. But I just think
0: they're going to be fun, man. Yeah, definitely not a team I thought of. But you laid out some good points there. One thing you forgot about was... uh, the owner, Steve Ballmer, sitting courtside. Oh, man. And his reactions from every Daniil Gallinari 3 that will splash home next year will be extravagant. Oh, man.
1: I, I just can already see the, the pit stains forming around his arms.
0: The, the Clippers do have some things going for him. You got the Tobias Harris-Bobon Marjanovic dynamic. That could lead to some interesting things throughout the minutia of the regular season. I maintain this about Boban. If somehow he could be a 20-minute-per-game player, God, he would be a complete difference maker. Now he's just so limited to only playing like 10 or 15 minutes on a night here, a night there. He just can't have that long-standing impact over the whole regular season. But, man, if you could have that guy every night, like whenever he gets out of, on the floor, it seems like he's putting up 10.6 rebounds on four or five shooting in 10 minutes. Like it seems like you know what you're gonna get from him. Yeah,
1: if you want to get a good laugh, go look at Boban's per 36 minutes <laughs> numbers. Uh, he averaged 25 points per game per 36 minutes last yes. year. Uh,
0: yes, that, that, that's exactly my point. Are, are you gonna be okay after I listed the Clippers on here? I was a little thrown off, but uh, I think I can recover. I kind of cheated in my league pass rankings. I had uh, two teams at fifth, tied for fifth overall. So. I've got the Rockets and the Celtics tied uh, for fifth overall. Let me go with the Celtics first of all. The Celtics being at uh, the top of your league pass rankings is just the ultimate basketball Twitter nerd deep cut because the main reason why they're up there is probably because of Brad Stevens' ATOs. Like, let's be honest. He's got the best after-timeout plays in the business. Watching a YouTube highlight reel five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't really care how long it is of Brad Stevens' ATOs. uh, One of my favorite activities during the offseason. So you got that. I mean, there's just so many factors with the Celtics. You got Kyrie Irving, his new look with the baby fro and headband. Big fan of that. You got the quotes from Kyrie that are going to float out throughout the year. uh, The fake woke, woke quotes, as I like to call them. I don't know if you saw the one today. He said, Quote, we're all trying to be basketball savants out there. I mean, wordsmiths <laughs> like us really appreciate that. You've got stuff like how will Gordon Hayward look? I mean, I don't think he's looked that great during the preseason. How long will it take him to get back into the swing of things? Are they going to get off to a good start? If they get off to a rocky start, maybe they shake up that starting lineup. Who's going to go to the bench? I think that's going to be fascinating. The final part why I have the Celtics up here is kind of like the aesthetics like you mentioned they got the parquet floor I love that Celtics color commentator Tommy Heinsohn on the call good for a couple memorable lines per year if you remember last year he said Aaron Baines was really well endowed Um, so they got a lot of things going for him for them and also just great basketball so I mean I got the Celtics in there as I guess a tied for my fifth team and honorable mention that play
1: that Brad Stevens ran to set up um Al Horford in the post against Joel Embiid that really sunk the Philadelphia 76ers in that playoff series was just a thing of beauty it was brilliant the nuggets should steal that one for Nicole Jokic this here
0: yeah it was i think we were going over this we would I, I think i settled on you would have Nicole Jokic throwing it into Paul Millsap and like Paul Millsap ceiling yeah i think that would how i'd set it up Jokic is in in a, a,
1: just a phenomenal inbounder yeah that passed to Gary Harris where like he led him by 10 yards mm. for
0: the game-winning three against OKC. The team I had tied for fifth with the Celtics is the Rockets. I mean, anytime you can watch James Harden just roll out of bed from God knows what he was doing the night before and drop 60 without a shoot-around, it, you just can't pass that up. I always tell this story from last year, but I'm not sure if this is how the Rockets operate all season, but particularly over the final month of the season, pretty sure they just outlaw shoot arounds. Like it's not even a question if they're going to have a shoot around or (laughs) yes or no, it's always no. And so last year when I was at Houston for a Nuggets away game, Michael Malone's doing his pregame press conference an hour and a half before the game starts. There's a pack of three people or sorry, a pack of two people rolling into Toyota center. I think that's what it's called. Uh, you know, an hour and a half before tip. It's James Harden and Daryl Morey and just a pack of security around them just rolling past Michael Malone like they're uh, Jay-Z and his entourage just an hour and a half before the game. No shoot around, just rolling in and about to drop six. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that excited to watch the Rockets this year. I mean, you know, they have two of the top 10 players in the entire league. So, uh, you know, I'm excited from that. But I just kind of know what it's going to be and what it's going to look like. And it's just... They, they don't run that much motion. It's just going to be kind of the spread, pick, and roll. I don't know. I know what exactly it's going to be.
0: Well, you've also got the mellow factor. Is he going to start? Is he going to come off the bench? Is there going to be some disgruntlement there? You got like a weird cast of characters on the bench from Gerald Green to Bruno Caboclo to uh, Michael Carter-Williams, some weird names there. And then they also get the Western Conference bump because they'll be playing in those late TNT Western Conference matchups every night, like very watchable games, I think. Before we get into our top 4 league pass ranking teams, got to tell you guys about my bookie because it's that time of year again and for many sports fans that means it's time to win some money. The most important thing I hear from fans when it comes to online betting is how fast can I get my money after I win? And that's why I'm happy to tell you about my bookie. Not only does my bookie offer the highest credit card acceptance rates, but when you win, they pay fast, putting money in your hands right away. So a couple of things about my bookie. First off, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. And that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, and like I said, they pay fast. They also have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So here's the deal we've got for BSN listeners. If you join my bookie right now, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code BSN100. So visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code BSN100 when creating your account. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. What you got the Nuggets win total at this year? 50 games even. You're at fifty. I thought you were at forty-nine. I only become more optimistic. Okay, as the you're up with me at fifty now. I like it. Maybe we should go throw some money down on my bookie. Number four on your league pass rankings. Let's hear it. The Pelicans. They played at the fastest pace
1: in the league last year. Um, they've got a, you know, the front court combination of Anthony Davis and Nikola Miritich was just absolutely killer. The the Pelicans were a much better team when they went to that combo and Davis started playing center, you know, compared to trying to throw Cousins and Davis out there together on the floor. I think Randall um, fits well with both of those guys. Drew Holiday is one of my favorite guys in the entire league to watch. It's just incredible, you know, the quickness, the speed, the strength, the balance that he goes downhill with. I mean, that dude is just a freaking beast. Uh, you know, he physically dominated Trailblazers guards in that first round playoff series last year. I mean, I, I think they're going to be really fun. The biggest question mark is their wings rotation. I mean, they're throwing out each Moore, more, Ian Clark, Solomon Hill, and Darius Miller. So a lot of question marks yeah. are there, but you know, the backcourt and the front court are, are going to be awesome.
0: That's my one qualm with Pelicans. I think I did not have them on my league pass rankings, but they were under consideration for a spot. Like outside of Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, Julius Randle, maybe Nikola Miritich, How many watchable players are there really on this team? That's my biggest beef with the Pelicans. I think I think that's what kept them out of my league pass rankings.
1: Yeah, I mean it's understandable. Uh, Drew Drew Holiday, man, he is so fun to watch. He is um, probably one of my favorite five favorite guys in the entire league to watch. I mean, if I could, if I was good enough to play in the NBA, that's like the style of, I I think I would want to play, just be kind of a,
0: a bully ball guard. He's great, man. He is one of the most underrated players in the league for the last couple of years, I think, and will probably be one of the most underrated players in the league this year. Something going against the Pelicans, there's never anyone at those games. And, the Smoothie King Center is one of probably the ugliest arenas in the league. They have like that thing on their seats in the crowd where I don't know why or how this happened, but the seats aren't the same color. Like, it's not like Pepsi Center where all the seats are black. Some of the seats are like red, some of them are a beige color, some of them are yellow. It's just. Not very pleasing on the eyes.
1: Well, I would advise Pelicans fans to make sure you go catch some games in person because uh, it might be the last time you see Anthony yeah. Davis there.
0: Get in while you can to watch somebody who I have as the fifth best player in the league, but that's... Wait, do I have him as the fifth or do I have him as the third? I think I have him as the third best player in the league. Yeah, it's about right. My number four league pass team... Let me pull up my notes here. The Utah Jazz. If you're a listener of this podcast for the last couple of years, you know my affinity for the Utah Jazz. Sometimes it doesn't sit well with Nuggets fans out there, but I've just loved the jazz for the last few years. This is another just NBA nerd pick, but Quinn Snyder runs a lot of cool stuff with his X's and O's. Joe Ingles, one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Grayson Allen got the ability to get into a couple scuffles this year. Donovan Mitchell, one of the more exciting players in the league last year. Excited to see what he does uh, in year two. Uh, Rudy Gobert, obviously they're just one of the best defensive players in the league. And they also get what I like to call the Western Conference bump from playing against a ton of Western Conference teams.
1: Joe Ingles might be the best trash talker in the NBA. He's like a, a top five trash talker for sure. Grayson Allen could be you know, one of the league's best agitators. And I don't even mean in the good way. I mean, he's already done some annoying stuff in summer league. So, you know, with Utah, I, I almost had them in mind. They're going to be awesome this year. And I'm really excited to watch Dante Exum too. I mean, yeah. he had some nice moments in the playoffs and still a really young guy. He's got some crazy physical tools. Uh, who knows? Maybe he could uh, contend for most improved player this year.
0: I was going to get to Exum and also Alec Burks, who holds a special place in my heart as a Colorado alum, Um, but Exum has some sneaky Most Improved Player award potential. I don't bet, but if I was going to bet, I might put down some sneaky money on Dante Exum. He's probably got some very enticing odds to win Most Improved Player. Uh, He's a guy I've been high on ever since the draft, but injuries have kind of bumped him out of that rotation and bumped him out of a lot of people's just conscious. And then Ricky Rubio, another sentimental favorite of mine on the jazz. Wanna give your number three team here in uh, your league pass rankings?
1: Oh, I'm I'm kinda nervous just because uh I can already hear your outburst. Oh um, God. <laughs> I'm gonna accuse, be accused of being a homer, but whatever. I've got the Dallas Mavericks nep- next up on my list.
0: Wow! Uh, I was thinking before we started recording if you were going to put the Dallas Mavericks in this list, and I'm excited to hear why.
1: Well, you're damn right, I did, Harrison. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the biggest reason is they got Luka Doncic in this draft. I mean, you know when when the draft lottery happened, the Nuggets or I'm sorry, the Mavericks wound up with the fifth pick, and I still follow a lot of people around that team who are fans of that team. And there was panic that you know they they thought well we're not going to have a chance to get Jaron Jackson Jr. Luka Doncic will be long gone by then. NBA teams, some GM is going to get fired for for not taking Luka Doncic. I can't believe that the Mads is able it going to be Travis
0: Schlenke? That's what you're in. Uh, that's that's kind of the signals you're putting well, out. <laughs> him or the him or
1: the Vlad father, maybe be. Um, well, I mean that's kind of a foregone conclusion. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, um, Luka Doncic has looked awesome in the preseason. I watched that preseason game against the 76ers, the Mavs played in China. Luka hit his first three threes of the game, some crazy passes. I mean, I think, you know, having him there is going to be the best thing ever for Dennis Smith Jr. because he's not going to have to dominate the ball so much. Um, His looks are going to get so much easier. I think he's actually a sneaky good playmaker, too. And, look, the way you run a, a Rick Carlo offense, it's been this way for a long time, is have multiple ball handlers, and then have a rim-running center. And that's exactly what they have with the Donchich, Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan trio. Um, this is also going to be Dirk's last season, so they get some points there. He's going to come off the bench. I think it's going to be a while before he gets back, but it, it's kind of um, good from a storytelling standpoint that, hey, you know, the greatest European player of all time, his last season, is going to be the first season for the next great Euro, I, in
0: my mind. I like your Mavericks pick a lot more than your Clippers pick. I support the Mavericks being a legitimate top five league pass ranking. I think you can put that argument together. The Doncic thing, i don't, it was so clear to us in the lead up to the draft that he was going to be good. I would have taken him number one. I think the Nuggets would have taken him number one. A lot of teams out there probably would have, but yet he slips to five. I don't know, I haven't seen a ton of Doncic this preseason, but from what I've watched, the concerns about his quickness, I think, are valid. Like, he had that one great move uh, a few games ago where you know, he, got, he got by somebody on the perimeter. I forget who it was against offhand, but then he gets to the hoop and like makes this acrobatic move. and like It was a great move in Bucket, but the one thing I couldn't stop thinking about was, man, that seemed like a lot of work to get past... Uh, Somebody on the perimeter and just get off a really difficult shot. I think the concerns about his lack of quickness are valid, but I don't think that's going to stop him from being an all-star level player.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I mean, I don't know yet. Like, I'm not confident saying he's going to be a top ten player in the NBA one day. What what I what I do think confidently though is that even if that that quickness that lack of athleticism limits him a little bit, he's still going to be like a better version of Joe Engels, and that's a really yeah. fun basketball player.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good point. The thing that really prevented me from putting the Mavericks in my, my top five in the end is I just don't know how good they're going to be, and it's tough for me to watch 82 games of like below-average basketball. That's probably what kept them out of my top
1: five. Well, I think it's going to be uh, close to average basketball this year. Okay, I, I, A 15-game improvement, or not? maybe not 15, but uh, a 10-game improvement wouldn't surprise
0: me at all. Where do you have the Mavericks finishing in the Western Conference playoff picture? I got them 10th. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, th- I think they would be all right this year. I mean, you know, mid-high 30s, somewhere in there, win total. I
0: think the Mavericks are going to follow a, how do I want to say this, uh, like a flow like the Grizzlies will follow this year, just in terms of the regular season. First couple months, they'll probably be in playoff contention, then they'll eventually slip out of things. My number three team is the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not sure if a coach has ever manipulated league pass rankings as much as Mike Budenholzer. If the Bucks had Jason Kidd, they wouldn't even be in consideration for my top five. They'd probably be a borderline top 10 team. But with Mike Budenholzer, with more of a modern day NBA offense that he's implementing in Milwaukee, suddenly they're in my top three. They're going to be fun this year. Giannis, this could be his MVP year as our friend Matt Moore wrote about on Action Network this week. You guys should definitely check out that article. But I've got high expectations for Budenholzer. He's got this rep as one of the better coaches in the league for what he did in Atlanta. I agree. I think he is one of the better coaches in this league. I got to see it though. I got high expectations for him. He's got to show me something this year and I think they will.
1: So we've come to the part of the podcast where we're overlapping a little bit. Um, I'm going to hold off on the Bucks for a minute. Uh, at number two, uh, I've got the Boston Celtics, uh, a team you already had on your list. They won 55 games last year. Uh, I think they're headed for 60-plus wins this year. Things are so good there right now that Kyrie Irving is already saying publicly, yeah, I'll be back next year, guys. I'm already re-signing. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, man. Like, think yeah. how things have. Think how good things have to be for Kyrie Irving to go on ESPN and say that and tell a gym full of Celtics fans that already. That's, it's, that's nuts. The yeah. depth they have is just insane. Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart is your backup guards. That's like, I think if those guys were starting together, maybe like a slightly bo- above average starting, starting guard pair. Sure. I mean, a, a average at the least. And then Marcus Morris and Aaron Baines is your backup bigs. Insane depth there. I mean, great coach um they're they're gonna be so much fun to watch this year and you know the two three and the four it they're gonna roll out um Tatum Brown and Hayward I mean just the versatility that they have is gonna be insane I expect them to be in the finals this year
0: the last thing I was gonna say about the Bucks, and I know you're probably gonna get to them in a little but the new arena factor that arena they were playing in last year sucked I saw an away game <laughs> there it was not the best arena but their new arena that they're building right next to it, from what I saw, looked great. Should we go number two?
1: Yeah, I just gave mine away. What's yours?
0: You've got the Bucks at two?
1: No, I've got the Celtics.
0: Oh, you got the Celtics at two. Okay. I've got the Lakers at two. I hate putting them there, but I really do think they're the my second league pass team. They've got my MVP pick, LeBron James, which I can get into in a second if you want. They've got the meme team, Lance, JaVale, Rondo, Beasley. I mean, how many... You mean many, mud? What? You mean mud? Oh, uh, mud, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um. Thanks I'm, for calling me mud online, Brian. <laughs> I mean, how many how many Shaqton a Fool moments are there going to be from that four? How many NBA Twitter viral moments are going to be from that foursome? You got the young core, Lonzo, Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuzma. You got the Lakers trying to play without a center. Uh, Obviously, not talking about JaVale McGee there. You've got the staple center factor, the dimmed lights in the crowd, which I just love. You got the celebrities. How will Luke Walton handle this season? I think that's going to be a fascinating storyline on a night to night basis. There's so many things going for the Lakers here. It pains me to put them this high, but I do.
1: You know, this is probably insensitive, especially in 2018, but I don't really care. It's hilarious to me that JaVale McGee can't really play more than 20 minutes a night because he has asthma.
0: And that's another reason why they're my number two league pass team. The Lakers, say what you want, they're going to get so much attention this year. They're going to be the lead story on SportsCenter every night, which is going to get old quickly. But there's so much intrigue there.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh man, it could go a million different ways for them this year. Uh, LeBron very easily could win MVP or, you know, he he could be feeling the heat next summer a little bit.
0: Who's your MVP pick this year?
1: Oh, um, well, this might be a good chance to jump to the number one team on my list. Um, I'm putting some money down on Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's the odds-on favorite. I just think life is going to be so much easier for Giannis this year in Mike Budenholzer's system. You know, I encourage you all you guys to go read Matt Moore's story he wrote from Milwaukee. I thought it was pretty excellent. This is a this is a real quote from the Bucks owner Wes Edens. Uh, you know, he was asked about the differences between Jason Kidd and Mike Budenholzer this year. He said, "The one obvious difference is Bud has a system."
0: <laughs> wow. Those are like That is a lot of shade for an owner to throw out on record.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, it just wasn't him. There are there are players who, you know, said pretty similar things. The Bucs have put up 125 and 116 points in two different preseason games. Um, You know, you can only take so much away from the preseason, but I've loved the way they've moved the ball. Giannis is getting the ball on the move, and it's just creating small advantages for him to attack the rim. I mean, it's just crazy the numbers he was able to put up last year, and it seemed like everything was difficult for him. Um, So I expect an absolutely monster year for Giannis. Um, I love the kicker on Matt's piece. Matt wrote, there's some ceiling to a fully actualized Giannis Antetokounmpo as he enters this prime. This season, however, it seems like, it seems we're likely to see how the atmosphere is up there. I think we are finally going to get to see, you know, some version of what Giannis is at his peak, and that is just freaking exciting.
0: I agree the big question mark about Giannis and everybody's been talking about how much muscle he's put on this year and how physically intimidating he is. And those are all super valid. The question about Giannis and what's going to ultimately determine if he reaches his ceiling in my mind is if he develops a jumper, if he can become a mid to high thirties, three point shooter, If he can have the confidence in his jumper that LeBron had and developed over the last four or five years, that is what is going to put him at the top of the league. That is what will cement him as the number one player in the league eventually. It's if he can develop that jumper. If he can't, I don't know if he's ever going to be considered that guy. And so that's my biggest question about Giannis this year. Can he develop that jumper? I don't know if he can. Uh, I'm still not going to say yes that's going to become a reliable part of his game i just haven't seen it yet um but i agree i think he's going to have a big year
1: you know I, I get where you're coming from i almost think Giannis is just so unique that he still could be the best player in a championship team and have a crappy jumper
0: i agree i think he could be too if you put him with the right pieces yeah yeah
1: i mean it would mat- you'd have to surround him with a lot of shooting certainly but like I think even compared to LeBron, him having a jump shot matters a little bit less just because he is so freaking big, man. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, if he can just get get an average jumper, then it would open a, th- a lot of things up for him. But we've just never seen a, a player like Giannis before that, you know, this big with the ability to, to take, you know, move around out there like a guard. I mean, seeing him like, take one dribble from behind half court and be able to just go and dunk it. Right, We've never seen that before.
0: Yeah, so your MVP pick is Giannis. Mine is LeBron, and I'll expand on this a little bit. It's not so much me thinking that LeBron is going to have an NBA-worthy season. Like It's tough from a statistical standpoint to think he's going to put up numbers that exceed what he's put up the last couple of years, especially in the Western Conference. But I do have him as my MVP pick just from a basis of that's how I think the narrative is going to go this year. And if the Lakers can just inch their way to a fifth or sixth seed, which I think they can, that might be enough for him to win MVP. The narrative, I guarantee you, will be, wow, LeBron is pulling this team of a bunch of young guys and a bunch of veterans who Whose roles will probably fade as the season goes on, and, and Lance Stevenson and Javel McGee. I can't really consider, I can't really imagine those guys having too big of a role down the stretch in the second half of the season. He's gonna carry, you know, this team of you know, Rondo and, and uh, a couple of these veterans, KCP, combined with these young guys to a fifth or sixth seed in a really tough Western Conference, and you know, he's just gonna have this aura around him all year. I could see that developing into an MVP caliber season.
1: It feels like this is going to be another year in the Western Conference where maybe, you know, the four the 4 through 10 seed are only separated by four or five games. You know, last year the 3 through 9 seeds were separated by three games, I think. I I just think it's going to be so tight jockeying for position um the middle pack of the Western Conference. So, I mean, I could easily see the Lakers um you know, finishing with the four seed or whatever, but I'd, I'm i not ruling out completely that they missed the playoffs. I mean, smart people, they've been on the record predicting they missed the playoffs, you know. I don't think I would bet on it, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility.
0: I don't either. Tim Bontemps just had a big column about why he thinks the Lakers will miss the playoffs. I believe they'll get in the playoffs. It might be dicey, though, especially down the stretch. I just think they'll find a way to get there, though. yeah, I'm not saying LeBron will deserve this MVP. Uh, I just think that's how the voters will vote, as weird as that seems. Yeah, so much of it is about narrative still. We got to go ahead and take a break. But on the other side, I'll reveal my top league pass team from next year. I'm shocked they're not on your list. I'm stunned. But I will reveal them on the other side. We'll be right back. Hey, BSN fans.
1: Your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, And we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the Bar Page, where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to BSNBars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars there are over 20 bars there you're sure to find one close to you it's bsnbars.com find a bar and get a free coors banquet on the house
0: thanks for listening to the bsn denver podcast network welcome back to the bsn nuggets podcast presented by in we Go, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in denver harrison wind alongside christian clark wrapping up our top five league pass teams from this year my number one. It was a pretty easy choice for me, to be honest. The Philadelphia 76ers. And I'll start at the top. I'm not sure if there's one player in the league that is not more appointment viewing television than Joel Embiid. Every time Joel Embiid is out on the floor, I need to be in front of a TV. I need to watch every possession he plays on a night-to-night basis. There just might not be one player in the league that I want to watch more than him because of what he does on the offensive end of the floor, but more so because of what he does on the defensive end of the floor. I'm not sure there's a better defender in the league, a more impactful defender in the league, possibly other than Draymond Green, than Joel Embiid. So it starts with Embiid for me. He is just appointment viewing every night. There's so many other factors for the Sixers for me. Markel Fultz, maybe the biggest unknown in the league right now on a night-to-night basis. It sounds like Philly might start him at the two, which I think is a mistake. They should start J.J. Redick, but Markel Fultz shooting jumpers. Is he going to be shooting threes this year? It seems like he might be in the preseason. What kind of player will he be this year? You've got just so many characters on this team. Dario Saric, Ben Simmons, I think this might be the le- the year when he takes a big leap and maybe establishes himself as a better player than Joel Embiid, as crazy as that sounds. You got guys like T.J. McConnell, the scrappiest, most blue-collar, headiest point guard in the league, who I guarantee you, mark it down will be a Denver Nugget before his career is over. He just is too pe- per- too perfect for Denver not to be here eventually. You got Brett Brown, I'm here for Brett Brown's uh, halftime interviews or mid-quarter interviews. Just his voice. I could listen to Brett Brown just give a two-hour co- conference of Brown. Nothing. I could just listen to that man talk. There's so many reasons why I got the 76ers number one.
1: Yeah, hopefully, you know, it never comes to World War Three. But if it does, I want Brett Brown to give me the speech before I go into battle. I mean, everything he (laughs) says is just inspiring. Um, I made a factual error on the podcast earlier when I said that Joe Angles was the best trash talker in the NBA. That's (laughs) wrong. It's Joel Embiid. Um, I think Joel Embiid is a clear cut number one, you know, on the court and online as well. Um, You know, he turns trolling online into an art form. And I don't know, I mean, I'm really excited to watch the Sixers. They're maybe, especially towards the end of the year, maybe the team I I got the most enjoyment out of watching last year. I think there's a chance that they're a little bit worse than they were last season, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, they they lost a little bit of shooting. I'm really curious to see what happens with Fultz, as everybody is. He hasn't looked great during the preseason (laughs) Um You know, I guess he's taking a few threes here. And they're not really going in, averaging as many assists as he is turnovers. So we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons make them really fun to watch. And I want to see Joel Embiid take a few less three-pointers this year and try to live a little bit more inside because he's an all right three-point shooter. I mean, low 30s, he can do it. But I just want to see him you know, dominate his opponents even more inside, even more than he already was last year.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with him taking the threes. I think the threes that he takes, maybe it kind of prevents some injuries. It might be a weird way in saying that, but if he's not down low, banging inside and out on the perimeter, he's probably a little less injury prone. The other factor with Philly that really rocketed them up my league pass rankings, always a great crowd in Philly. Plus, they have great jerseys, great court design. You got some like celebrity fans that might make an appearance, Meek Mill from time to time. Drew Hanlon, Markel Fultz's shooting coach is getting a (laughs) on the sideline in his courtside (laughs) seats. I don't know if you saw that this preseason, but there's a lot of other factors out there that really put Philly at the top for me.
1: Yeah, the second round playoff series between the Bucks and the 76ers is going to be flames.
0: I've got Philly not finishing with the second best record in the East, but meeting the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go. I think that's all we got. Let us know what your top five league pass teams are. Hit us up on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394. That's 1-800-BSN-8394. We want to hear from you guys. Nuggets in L.A. Tuesday night against the Clippers, their fourth of five preseason games. Excited to see what they roll out tonight, trying to get that starting lineup in order. We'll be back on Wednesday, probably recapping Tuesday's game. So also get your takes in about what happens Tuesday night on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. That number one more time, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. Talk with you guys Wednesday.